0: Welcome to this week's edition of Dugout Dish in the Clubhouse with EMD Baseball. I'm Andy Kirikides, joined by my co host, Keith Glasser. Keith, how are we doing? Wonderful. How are you? All right. I'm doing good. We got another, another quick hitter here. Uh, we're going to kind of do a, a little bit of an update, a little refresh. Um, you know, kind of a recap of some information that we've been gathering from our our college baseball insiders. And I think, you know, one of the big topics of conversation this summer, and it'll be an interesting thing to watch unfold here coming up, is the impact of the new contact rule and not being able to have any contact whatsoever with any player prior to January 1st of their, going into their junior year. Um, So that 2026 class, yeah. Did I say January 1st? Yeah, August 1st. Yes, August 1st. Excuse me. Maybe we'll edit that out. Maybe we won't because we try to keep it real here. Um, August 1st, going into their junior year. Apologies. um, Slip of the tongue. Thinking about New Year. Um, But we've been talking to some guys multiple different levels. I think this really is only going to impact Division I baseball. I don't see it having much of an impact anywhere else. Um, But it's I think some guys are handling it differently. I think
1: we've gotten some fairly uniform feedback, I would say. So what do we got, Coach? I think the – for the most part, I think a lot of coaches were in agreement that the rule is a good rule from the standpoint of slowing things down from the the sped-up recruiting timelines for a lot of kids and then, you know, I think from the outside looking in – um, you know, kind of the arms race of just committing as many people as you possibly can into your program, um, more or less so that other people can't get them, and then just kind of figuring it out later. Um, You know, I think some of the bigger programs could do it, right, because they're committing guys that were likely going to get drafted. Um, You know, but I also think like that kind of became a little bit of an issue in some in some instances where the draft got shortened, people didn't get drafted. And all of a sudden, you have, a lot more guys on campus than you uh, had previously anticipated having. So, um, you know, there, there's some give and take on each side. I, I think the one thing that, um, you know, one concern that I think has been raised by a handful of guys that that we've both talked to is that it, you know, the 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 not actually talking till August 1st, you know, they're, they're a little worried about being able to build relationships with those student athletes and the families to see if they're really going to be a good fit before they got to make a move. Um, you know, maybe becomes a little bit more transactional than, um, you know, that that what they think, you know, I, I don't know. I write like time will tell. Unfortunately, right now, and, you know, I've had this conversation with some families we've worked with, like the, the 2027 class and, and, you know, somewhat the 2020, like it's kind of like re- recruiting purgatory right now. Like it, the, no one really knew what to do when that rule happened. And last summer was just a, a scramble to see what happens. This year, everyone's going to be a lot more prepared for it. So we'll kind of start seeing how each and every individual program is going to attack, you know, the with the new rule to the 25s, the 26s, and the 27s. Um, you know, maybe that means they have more camps and they try to get people on campus that they like and try to build that relationship on campus because you can't really you can't talk outside of that. Um, I don't know. I I think it's gonna be interesting, but I think that's the one like the one thing that I've heard from a handful of coaches is like I'm worried that not being able to build the relationship with the kid that we were used to be able to do to really figure out if they're going to be a fit in our program. Like it's going to be super sped up and we're going to have to make a decision relatively quickly on, on whether or not it's going to be a fit or not. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I think that's probably the the biggest thing I've heard from coaches and what their worry is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been reiterated that they're going to need to lean on trusted individuals to get some of that character feedback uh, to try to figure out if the kid's going to be a fit in a program, because if they are one of those guys who's going to commit in that month of August, you just don't have as much time to do that homework unless you can get them to camp and guys are going to camp. Make no mistake. There's absolutely some communication going on. There's no offers being extended. I know some people have heard a couple of people be like, well, other guys are you, know, you need to be you need to be on this because other guys are getting offers it's like no they're not that's not real um I'm sure there's some off the books conversations that are happening at camps like hey bud like look really good you know gonna check on in on you this summer like maybe come back to camp you know I'm sure there's some stuff going on like that but coaches who definitely seem to be a little bit worried about the character evaluation and not getting to know these kids I'm sure they'll find some ways around it um the other thing that I found, talking with most guys and I think this is important from a recruiting sp- perspective is that while they may be collecting names of guys that they like from a talent perspective they are not running around trying to see 26s in the first week of April on their off day they've got 3 months in the summer if they're one of if you're one of the premium programs in the country or you're one of the programs who's going to really try to attack your recruiting class in the month of August you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off to go see a kid that you can't talk to for five months. Um, And that seems to be the other consensus of like, we'll get there in July. And then July is going to be the month where they're really bearing down on 26s and trying to see a bunch of work, you know, because if you're any good, you're playing, you know, close to into that month of June anyways. And then you got the week off because of the world series. And there's some, there's some funky downtime there. So end of June and July are probably when you're going to really get after it with the 26s. And then as a side effect of that, if you're a 26 right now, put your head down and work. Like you want to be recruitable in August, like you need to be good enough first. So if you're that righty who's 80 to 82 right now, like like that's not good enough. You need to have a really good offseason. You need to get after it. You need to get stronger. You need to move better. Um, so that's that's one of the bigger takeaways from the new recruiting rules i think it gives time for a lot of guys to pass their competition if they're the ones who want to work hard um so if you're listening to this take advantage of it
1: no doubt you know i i think the other thing too to to make clear is that the if there's 26s and sevens that are committed it's like it was before the rule change happened Yeah, you know, if those offers were extended and accepted before the rule change, then, like, yeah, you're going to see some sixes, twenty sixes, and twenty sevens that are committed. But you know, if anything after the rule change happened, like it's, it's not going on. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's it's a perfect time to be able to to spend your off season doing the things it is that you need to do in order to get better, to get bigger, to get faster, get stronger, be in the weight room, go through throwing programs, whatever it is, build arm strength up, um, get better defensively, get better offensively. So that when you actually get to uh, the spring and the summer and you can get out and you can showcase and and play games and do those things, like you're actually in a really good spot to be able to do it. Um, You know, and I think it puts a little less pressure on people to, you know, maybe Focus, you know, if you play basketball, play basketball. If you play football, play football. If you wrestle or play volleyball, whatever it is, volleyball, soccer, like you can go do it, Um, you know, because that – and again, like the same point of not going out in you know, the first week of April to, to see a bunch of 26s and 27s, like, you know, I don't – there wasn't a lot of guys out hammering it all fall on 26s and 27s either. Um mm-hmm. You know, there, there's so much time for them to be able to see these guys that like – You know, they're going to take their they're going to take some time and and really make sure that they can get out and evaluate these kids when they're the best versions of themselves, which is going to be, you know, more or less in the summer and then, you know, through the fall of next year, like evaluating a 14 year old in the fall of their freshman year. It's not going to tell you a whole hell of a lot, you know, like if you're a bro, like sure, a little bit, but like a lot of those kids are, are are going through a maturation process where in the next 12 18 24 months is a it's a completely different player than what you're going to see in the in the fall of their freshman year so you know the taking a little bit more time to let those kids pop and then and make decisions from there i think is going to be a lot more advantageous for those programs and you know like i said i i think the the biggest concern you know that that we've heard is kind of more of the the contact and the character evaluation piece of like, Hey, what, like what are we going to do in order to kind of expedite the process of figuring out whether or not this kid is going to be able to fit into our program.
0: Yeah. The evaluation piece from a coaching perspective, it's easier because the closer a kid is to when you get to campus, the less guesswork there is. Right. Like the reason dude, you, the reason guys used to bang the door on 26s and 27s and 28s prior to the new rule change is because you needed to beat people to the punch. Well, now you don't. Now there's no fight. Nope. Like if the kid's a bro and he's getting offers from Arkansas and Wake Forest and Virginia and LSU on August first, like, there's only a handful of schools that kid's going to commit or consider, anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to come down to money. So, like, you're fighting a different fight. Like, you're not trying to, you're not trying to get a kid before somebody else sees him. You know, you're not trying to be the guy who who can project really well. Like you don't have to. It, it's different now, so you don't need to. You don't need to go see that kid on a rainy Monday just because you think you're the only guy out and you're getting a leg up on everybody. Now it's like, no, it's actually probably better to not go in with any preconceived notions or just simply track a kid from far and watch his progress, and you don't go in there. Uh, you kind of go in there with a little bit more of a blank slate. Cause I think one of the things that can happen in the evaluation process is that you see somebody too many times and it's easy to find reasons to not like them. And you forget the reason that you showed up and liked them in the first place. Yep. Uh, so one thing I want to add in case anybody from the NCAA is listening. If you want to find a happy medium, to fixing all this BS with the recruiting instead of stopping coaches from being able to actually evaluate the individual from a person perspective so they can get a cultural fit, a character fit, right? Open it up, let them talk to whoever they want. But the rule is if you extend an offer and a kid accepts, they have to sign an NLI in the next signing period and make everybody, make everybody bought into the process. Um, that would slow things down organically. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have kids committing just to commit. You wouldn't have coaches having kids sign it out of a dotted line when they know that they have to be committed to it. Um, so just some food for thought. Love it. All right. Anything else to add? Nope. All right. That's it for this week. www.emdbaseball.com. Find out more about what me and Coach Glass do to help families. Check out the online, the recently launched Online Academy if you want to leverage 25 years of coaching experience in a 10-module user-friendly format uh, and follow us on social media at EMD, both on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening this week. Talk to you next week.